0: Welcome back to another episode of 10 Minute Cinema. How are you doing tonight, Varvel? I'm fine.
1: You're fine? You yeah. feel
0: you feeling it today?
1: I'm feeling something, sure. Where are you feeling? Kind of tired still.
0: Yeah, I'm a little tired too.
1: Yeah. But you got
0: a nap, so that's good. I did. Alright, well we got a special movie for you this week. First, have you watched anything lately? I have. Have you? I have. Oh. Yeah, a little, little mystery here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you go first, since we already know that you watched something.
1: Yeah, so I saw a pretty fucked up horror movie, and it was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, it's a horror movie?
1: It was. It was a movie called Barbarian. Ooh. Went to see that on Saturday. It was in the Dolby Theater, so I was like, you know, check it out. You know, I like horror movies and be a good way to relax for a couple hours. Didn't really know anything about it going in. And really, that's... One of those movies, it's it's kind of the preferred way to to, to go about it. So I'm not going to say too, too much here. Okay. Basic general premise is a girl shows up almost in the middle of the night to an Airbnb that she had rented. And you can see her like fumble through her phone trying to find the, the code to unlock the key so she can get into the house and stuff. Right. And so she goes up, she puts the code in and then finds out there's no key in there. Knocks on the door, no answer. Ends up calling the management to the Airbnb. It's just an automated message. So she goes back to her car. It starts raining. It's the middle of the night. It's a bad neighborhood in Detroit. And she's like starting to freak out a little bit. And then all of a sudden sees a light come on in the house. Oh, in the house? In the house. Oh, shit. So she gets back out of her car, her vehicle, and goes up to the house.
0: What is she doing?
1: And Bill Skarsgård opens the door.
0: Oh, well, you just turn around and walk away (laughs) if you see Bill (laughs) Skarsgård.
1: Turns out he... That's already a scary guy. He had already booked the same airbnb through a different company so they were double booked for the night and he convinces her to come in and stay the night with him they can figure it out in the morning and things just get wild from there it's it's really cool
0: okay i was thinking when you said barbarian it's gonna mm-hmm. be like diablo where like you followed a warrior as he went into battle oh yeah yeah so i was way off with that movie
1: <laughs> 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 really cool setup and some really good acting and just does a really good job of building suspense and building character and and just kinda twisting things that you don't expect and don't see coming. Or things that you like do think is gonna be coming due to expectations from other horror movies. Sure. And then they fucking just flip it on you and you're like, Oh shit. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. And it just it gets pretty wacky by the end, but it's still fun.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I bet. So, yeah, I did watch... Uh, I actually watched two movies. In a not. row? In a row. We had a little movie marathon going on Saturday. Man. We both had the day off. I don't usually get Saturdays off, so... Okay. It was pretty awesome. We got to spend the whole weekend just hanging out. And so, I really wanted to see a couple of blockbusters I missed from the summer. So, the first movie we saw was Thor Love and Dunder. Oh, nice. It was actually... I. I was going in with low expectations because of just the overall noise I heard from the internet and from a couple of our friends that they didn't really like the movie. That yeah. was terrible. Right, even
1: beyond not liking it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: absolutely hated it. So, I had very low expectations. Even though I liked the character the whole time, mm-hmm. I just thought, well, this obviously is going to be a piece of shit. But, actually, I really enjoyed it. I don't understand most of the arguments. I did not like the goats. But I still found that they were funny. <laughs> in, in the certain situations. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't see the argument that Thor was dumbed down. Because he's always been dumbed down. That's the whole point. He's a god from another, you know, part of the world. Like, universe. And he has different ways. He doesn't understand all the lingo and the... Uh, Way that people do things on Earth. So he says stupid things. Because to him it's not stupid. He's a warrior. like That's how they talk. So I didn't really get that argument for it. I really enjoyed it. I just think that he leaned a little bit more into comedy in this movie. Which was fine. That's what made uh, Ragnarok so charming was the comedy. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I -hmm. think lean into it if it works. And I think it works here. I don't understand the criticism. And
1: that villain performance from Christian Bale. Oh, man.
0: He was the best part of the movie, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know if it was going to be, like, even good at all. Because, like, Kristen Bale kind of has this body record. Kind of went away for a while, so. Or at least I didn't see him films that he's in. And, you know, the whole yelling at the lighting guy or camera guy at uh, Terminator. Yeah. Is what I always think of when I think of him now. But, yeah, he was a great villain. It was a good story. I, I liked it a lot. And then the second movie I saw, I also had very low expectations on. Mm. That was Jurassic World Dominion. It wasn't great. I mean, I still enjoy parts of it. It's really cool seeing the original cast come back in, but I didn't like enjoy it as much as I did Jurassic World or a movie before that. I didn't. I just didn't like the last two Jurassic Worlds. They weren't as charming, or I don't know what was missing, but something's missing, you
1: know? Like, yeah.
0: Do you have any insight on that?
1: Mm, not particularly, I haven't seen Dominion yet
0: What about Fallen Kingdom though? Fallen
1: Kingdom, that? yeah, they were They just, they definitely took that in a different direction It was really more of a gothic horror by the end than anything else Yeah, that
0: that one it's, was just weird yeah. to
1: me Just a, a creepy old mansion with something lurking in the shadows Basically is how they played it for the last half of that movie almost
0: Yeah, almost like they tried to be alien But you can't mm-hmm. really be alien Right uh, With dinosaurs, that's just weird I think the main thing was I didn't like the ending because that's when all the dinosaurs, like, got out. Was that then, right? Like, that's how the yeah. kingdom ended. Hmm. That's the same thing that basically happened in Lost World. So why did they act like it was such a big deal? Because actually Lost World was in a major city. Yeah. Where this was off an island. Like, obviously they made it... Right. Or,
1: they, they brought everything back to the mainland. I think they were... Oh. They were in the U.S. It's been a while
0: since I've seen it. But yeah. either way, it, it felt like... They just recopied Lost World at the end, and that's what really disappointed me. Was they couldn't figure out a different way to expand the franchise. They just stole ideas from the originals.
1: Yeah, probably uh, neither one will be a, an episode. I don't think.
0: No, probably not. I mean, maybe we would do like a Marvel, and maybe that would get picked. I don't, I doubt it, but you know, yeah. it, I guess it's probably not. No, not possible.
1: I mean, possible. It's, it's, I mean,
0: yeah. I guess it's possible. It,
1: it is a movie, so it's, it's possible that we would watch it. But that's true. I mean, I didn't expect to watch
0: the movie we watched tonight.
1: That's true. Yeah, that was that would have been pretty low on my guest list.
0: Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have suggested about the Fantastic suggested by one Mister Andy Ihausen. Called him out. I called him out. Okay. You ready for that timer? I am. All right. So, tonight's film was actually uh, 12 Angry Men. Uh, you said from the mid 50s?
1: I think so, 56 or 57.
0: And you had never seen the film before, right? I have not. So, I did. I actually got watching it in high school. I believe oh, it was really? in. Uh... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, I believe it was in my old teacher, Mr. Baker's class. That's who I think was showing me this movie. He, he liked to show a lot of, like, historical movies in his class. Ones that were relevant to what we were studying. And I'm pretty sure he showed it during Civics. But I could be mistaken.
1: It would make sense.
0: Yeah. Or maybe you just put it in as one of the movie days where he didn't have a lesson for that day. He had to work on something else or whatever. But, yeah. It was really good back then. It really came to me then. Like, just watching it. I really loved the acting. I was really involved in the story. I want to, and I gotta say, it holds up.
1: It sure does. I know it's you know slightly dated with different references and stuff like that, but you could easily see this being word for word remade today and be just fine. They wouldn't have to change much at all. But yeah, just really, made, they did such a good job with the atmosphere. You said a couple of different times like it, it looked uncomfortable. Yeah, like I was starting to sweat just watching the movie because it just looks that. Hot and gross and humid and tempers are flaring and everybody's just, the, the heat doesn't help, you know.
0: They don't do that a lot anymore in movies. They yeah. don't actually make the actors feel what they want them to feel in that scene. Yeah. I think that's something that's kind of got lost in the art. I mean, I'm sure a couple of directors do, but this seemed like it was a very, like, emotional film. But they weren't just acting out, but they were, you know, they were actually feeling those Living feelings. Living through it. Yeah, yeah they were... They were part of it. So, I mean, the dialogue here is definitely the gist of the movie. I mean, there's hardly any kind of action or anything. It's it's set up in one room, actually, Mm -hmm. pretty much the whole time.
1: Yep, and it's all post-trial, which I would not have expected. I thought we were going to get, you know, some of the lawyers arguing back and forth and everything. But every shred of evidence that you get is just them recounting what they heard in the courtroom. And eventually you just start piecing together basically almost everything they heard.
0: Right, and I I love that they do that, too. You would never see a movie like this uh, nowadays, I don't think.
1: It'd be really rare. That's I mean, to not
0: show any of the trial, that trial would definitely be in any movie nowadays. If this movie got made for the first time in the 2000s, no way. We're seeing that whole trial. Flashbacks from the jury room. Mm-hmm. They did great here. There's a lot of guys that I recognize, but I don't actually like know know them. But definitely juror number seven, the one that actually lived in the slums. Mm-hmm. He's very recognizable, but I can't picture from where.
1: So that was Jack Klugman. Yes, and he was uh, most famous that I know of from um, the Odd Couple, the TV show from back in like the 70s. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He was the, the Jack Lennon's, uh mm-hmm. buddy. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been bothering me for like three hours.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. And I could have swore Jack Lynn was in the movie too, so. Oh. <laughs> That's what it was. I got them confused in my head. <laughs> I never actually saw the original show though. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It was on Nick at Night, but that was black and white. And back then, that was not a... Kid's TV did not like black and white movies. Oh, he okay. felt they were boring. Or shows. You sat time. through that one tonight, so... I, I like black and white movies now. It works oh, okay. very well with some stories, too. Yeah. Like, even in modern, I love when a director decides to go black and white and it makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Or getting an alternate black and white like director's cut of a certain yeah, movies. Yeah, that's
0: really cool, too.
1: The one I really want to see as soon is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Apparently has a, a black and white version they call the chrome cut. Oh, and I really? think that would look really cool in black and
0: white. I've never seen any of them. Oh. That's my confession of the night. Anyway, back to the review here i did like the choice of filming all in one room mm. and as you point out it was uh actually based on a stage play so it makes a lot of sense it really does yeah but the room almost itself is kind of a character yeah so. they
1: they did a good job adapting it to a film yeah um, especially with all the the camera shifts and point of view shifts and a lot of really neat like slow zooms as it fades in on people to cut in on their face absolutely and yeah i thought they did a really good job this is actually his first feature Sydney Lumet is it really I saw that yeah in the trivia oh that's cool so that was really neat uh, he's done a lot of good films um, post that but
0: can you name him that you think I might have seen
1: uh, that you might have seen I don't know about that but he did get, Yeah, The I Apartment what The Apartment that's one with Jack Lemmon I think you like uh, it a lot um, I,
0: I haven't seen it but is that based on like uh, I mean is Virgo based on that hmm. no that's uh, Rear Window oh yeah yeah yeah
1: He also did um, Dog Day Afternoon.
0: Oh, I actually had that on my voodoo, but I never watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of those freebies that they gave you for sign-up for X service.
1: Yeah. Widely regarded as a great director from his time. Cool,
0: cool. I haven't seen a lot of Henry Fonda movies, but this guy was incredible in this. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: I... isn't
0: he in, on Golden Pound?
1: I believe so. I believe that was his final film. I
0: think that's the only other one I can remember that I've seen.
1: Great. I think he did a version of uh, Grapes of Wrath that I saw in, back in high school. Never it was saw pretty it. good. Don't so. know what that is. Oh.
0: I mean, I've heard of it, but I yeah. don't know anything about it.
1: But yeah, he just very much commanded that room. Like, the charisma just oh, streaming yeah, out of him. For was sure. Just magnetic.
0: I don't remember what his number was, but the hothead, the one that kept getting excitable everyone yeah number, he, th-
1: number three the final one to break down yeah yeah,
0: he was hands down just incredible in this oh yeah just every single scene i love when he like baits him to basically say i'm going to kill you that's just genius and he plays it so well as soon as he says it you know you can see his face start to yeah. you know realize what he just said and
1: they trap him a couple different times like that. Yeah. He gets lost in his own logic and like, shit, I just proved your point. <laughs> exactly. It's, and you can see it just dawn on his face. Like his facial reaction was perfect. Acts the
0: fuck out of this movie. Yeah. I mean, every scene he's in where oh, he's yeah. highlighted, you just, he commands your attention. Oh, yeah. And, is, and you hate him. You really oh, do. Oh, yeah. You want to punch <laughs> this guy in the face. Yeah. I, I wanted to the first time I saw it. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, he's just this broken down man that yeah. just wants to. Love his son, and his son doesn't return to love.
1: It it almost got me a little bit. I was like, oh, right, yeah. When he breaks down at the end, oh, it,
0: it's awful, but amazing at the same time. You know, you just it's like a train wreck. You can't look away. Yeah.
1: Speaking of trains, there's no way that lady saw anything. There's the... no way. That's I don't care insane. if she has glasses on or not. That's yeah, she's not going to see. Well,
0: it. she obviously didn't have glasses. on. True.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying, but like even best case scenario, even if even if she doesn't wear glasses and has 20/20 vision. I don't care if you're tossing and turning or not, and not to what, like you're not going to look across the road through a train and see somebody and be able to recognize them and, and say that that's the one that killed them.
0: Exactly. And also I'd like to point out that I don't know what kind of public transportation you've been on, but any train I've been on of that kind or like the metro whatever, the windows are always dirty. Like there's no <laughs> way you could possibly identify someone from 60 feet away, a train running at 60 miles per hour, let's say. However fast it goes, I don't know. But it's it's just insane to even think that that was presented in the case, and the lawyer for the kid did not bring that up.
1: Definitely a great movie, though. It's a big, big classic, for sure, and for a reason, I think. Yeah, I mean,
0: the first time I saw it, I was just mesmerized by it, and that was when I was kind of hesitant about black-and-white films. So, hmm. watching this one, it really open me up to a lot more. There's another one that I really love. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Have you ever seen that one?
1: I have not. It's Jimmy Stewart, right?
0: Yeah, I love Jimmy Stewart, man. He's great. But that movie, we'll have to watch that sometime. It doesn't have to be for a podcast. It can be. But it is just one of those movies that, just like this, it's just incredible acting. It's mesmerizing to watch them. someone, a master of their craft, just yeah. put it all out there. Art and the acting, which was incredible for this movie. Mm-hmm. Not much of a score. There's a little bit of music in between, and like the last minute of the movie's all music, which was kind of a weird choice, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think
1: it just kind of to signal the audience, hey, this is getting over with. You know. Uh I guess that's sure true. They kind of do that
0: for uh, plays, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's my overlook. But yeah, there's not much of a score here.
1: Cinematography, we already talked about. The camera moves are really great. Right,
0: and just the fact that they made the choice to use that one room. They actually did that and uh, I got a little bit of trivia I wrote down, too, but we'll okay. get to that after the review here.
1: Which is up now.
0: All right, that's fine. What's your final
1: score? So, like I just mentioned earlier, like it's definitely a classic for a reason. This was a very, very well-done film, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think I'm going to go... Four and a half, man. Four and a half. That's up there.
0: Can I ask you what stops you from giving it the last half?
1: I think just the the, the beginning of it is kind of slow. It takes them a while to get into it, really. And it just seemed like they were reaching a bit too much at the beginning. So mostly it's just a plot thing that's holding it back, really. Okay. Which I shouldn't hold against the whole movie, but...
0: No, I mean, that's yeah. fair. It's fair. Yeah. 4.5 is a very good score. I mean, oh, that's... Yeah. Top of the line right there. Absolutely. If you show me a 4.5 movie and say, do you need to watch this? I'm going to watch it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And for that reason, also, like, I, I, I give out very few fives, I would say. I, I, yeah. It, it's hard to really reach the top of that mountain.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is hard to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm giving it five stars, buddy. Wow. This is a masterpiece. It's not going to be for everyone, but, I mean, this... If you have someone that pays attention to this movie, I'd say nine times out of ten, they're going to be engrossed in it, and they're going to feel what you know you feel when you watch a movie like that. Yeah. really hits you. really made me want to be in a jury room and be the difference maker. <laughs> Never going to happen. Yeah. I hope not at this point now, but that'd be crazy. But, you know, just it's great acting, man. I just love when actors get to do what they do best. And obviously, they put a lot of work into this. Oh, yeah.
1: It's absolutely a a huge showcase for a group of actors. Yeah.
0: I would say this would be something that, if I were an actor, this is what I would show on my career reel like a lot of this movie. And so, yeah, I think it deserves the five stars. Nice. Let's go to the trivia. First, the director had all the actors stay in the same room for several hours on end and do their lines over and over while even filming. This was to give them a real taste of what it would be like to be cooped up in a room with the same people. Because the film failed to make a profit, Henry Fonda never received his deferred salary. Despite the setback, he always regarded this film as one of the three best he's ever made. The others being The Grapes of Wrath* and The Oxbow Incident. Hmm. 1940 and 1942 all but three minutes of the the film was shot inside a bare and confining 16 foot by 24 foot 35 square meters jury room in June 2008 this film was ranked number two on the America Film Institute list of the ten greatest films in the genre courtroom drama can you take a guess what number one is
1: probably Mockingbird you're correct
0: To kill Mockingbird is number one. And if you ever sat on a jury, then you would know, as a juror, you are not allowed to do the things that Henry Fonda's character did. (laughs) Visit the crime scene, buy a weapon identical to the murder weapon, and bring bring it it. into the jury room. (laughs) As a juror, you can only base your verdict on the facts presented in the courtroom by the attorneys. And this is why this character's actions by the 2020s now makes this film feel more like a cold case review in a police procedural or a legal drama where the case was potentially flawed and causes intense feelings in the team. That's all I got. Okay. I read through it all, but there wasn't a lot of like, stuff I thought would be interesting, but yeah. I like those, so I drew it in. Have we decided on next movie? You're, Is it my turn? You're up next. So. Oh, okay, I got one then. Okay. We actually talked about it the other day, and you said you never saw it. And I told you about the scene that I want to have you see. Hmm. So I'm going crazy stupid love next episode with Steve Krell, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone.
1: That went yeah. down on the gauze. I guess the theme is going to emerge. We're going to go through the whole catalog.
0: <laughs> yes. That's the new one. We yeah. we just ended the men one. I'm, <laughs> I'm breaking that streak. So then after that, I'll make you watch the notebook. I want to do that too, buddy. I'm sure you already seen it, right? Yeah. I might have to I do told that I don't too, watch buddy. romances i'm just kidding
1: I mean, it's up to you no it's I'm your not, nomination
0: i'm not gonna do that to you i don't think I'm, we ever talked about about anything I, I don't
1: i don't plan on shooting down anything whatever you say to watch we're
0: gonna watch i don't
1: I'm i not. feel
0: less guilty making you watch crazy stupid love because okay. i think you're really gonna enjoy the comedy of it okay you're gonna have suffered through some romance but i think i think you'll be okay
1: all right
0: look forward to crazy stupid love mm-hmm. uh you can reach us on the twitter sphere is that a thing? Sure. Yeah, the Toyota Sphere you can reach us on. At USA Kid six nine seven seven. That would be uh me talking here. And then Barb over here is at big guy A C V. That's me. Can hit us up at the pod in general at Ten Sin. So do that. Tell us what movies you want to hear us review. Make us watch. Yeah.
1: What did you think of Twelve Angry Men?
0: I, I loved it. Oh, what no, did I'm they? Talking oh, the, I'm you're talking just, to the audience. I'm like, part. dude, I just told you five stars. Like, what do you want from me? Anyway, so thank you for listening, and that's a wrap.